A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Welcome to our lounge room. I'm so glad you've joined us for worship. Hi, Annie Cecily. It's wonderful that you're here with us again. Thanks, Auntie Nat. Oh, I love being here with you and the boys and girls each week. And how are you today, kids? Good. Oh, that's wonderful. Boys and girls, how's your week been? Has God blessed you this week? When we stop and rest on the Sabbath, it's a good time to reflect and look back on how God has taken care of us during the past week. Even if it has been a week full of challenges, we can still find some blessings in there if we really think about it. Perhaps you could send us an email and tell us how God has blessed you. We would love to hear from you. Our email address is on the screen. But you know what? We need to say hello to Teddy. Hi, Teddy. It's good to have you here as always. Annie Cecily, can you please say a prayer for us to open our worship time? Yes, let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for keeping us safe through another week. And thank you for the Sabbath day where we can find rest in you. And we pray for your Holy Spirit to be in our hearts and minds, and especially with the boys and girls at home who are joining us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Aunty Cecily. Now let's find out what the next key to the kingdom is. Erin, can you open our gift box to find out what our key is today? There we go. What's on the tag? Trust God when tempted. Oh, great. Now can you turn that over and tell us the verse? 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. Thanks, Erin. Mia, can you read that verse for us in the Bible? No temptation has overtaken you, except such as a common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. Thanks, Mia. That was a long verse today. Annie Cecily, our key today is an interesting one. Can you please explain it to us? Yes, today's key is an important one to understand. We've learned some amazing stories of trust in God in the Bible study time with Auntie Nat. When Moses put his rod out, the waters of the Red Sea rolled back and Ruth left her own family and followed Naomi to a place she'd never been to. And David defeated Goliath with just a sling and a stone. Later in our lesson with Auntie Nat, we'll learn how an important man called Naaman, who was not an Israelite, trusted God, and we'll learn about the miracle that happened to him. God always has everything under control. We can trust him. As we learn to trust him in the little things, so our trust will grow stronger and we'll learn to trust him with the big things, such as in a crisis and when we're tempted to do wrong. God will never let us be tempted beyond our ability to resist Satan through the power of the Holy Spirit. And remember, there's power in the word. The Bible is just full of wonderful promises that we can claim. This means that we can resist all of Satan's temptations. 
giving in to Satan's temptations will make us unhappy and sometimes leave us with bitter regrets. God knows this and because he wants us to be happy, he provides a way to overcome temptation through trust in his divine power to deliver us. Aaron, what do you think Satan might do to tempt you and cause you to trip up? He might make me um, give in in peer pressure. Yes. And what do you think, Mia? Getting hooked on computer games. Yes, they're some of the tricks Satan uses to cause us to sin. But God has a way of escape for us. Remember to ask God to send the Holy Spirit to help you to say no when Satan tempts you to do something wrong. So let's ask God to help us to trust him more so that we can have the confidence to call on him for help when we're tempted. Thanks, Auntie Cecily. I can see why our 11th key to the kingdom is so important. We need to trust that God's power is stronger than the temptations that Satan throws at us. God is so good. Guess what, kids? It's time for some music. Thanks, Brayden, for joining us and helping us praise God in song. Thanks, Annie Nat. Hi, boys and girls. Let's sing Remember the Sabbath. Looking forward, looking back, we're gonna keep on track. Looking forward, looking back, we're gonna keep on track. Looking forward to salvation, looking back on God's creation. Can we sing Tears So Sweet to Trust in Jesus? We certainly can. Tears so sweet to trust in Jesus and to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise and to Trust and obey. We certainly can. That's a great song. Let's sing it together. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, He abides with Thank 
Thanks, Brayden. We really enjoy our worship time with you. Now, who's our favourite storyteller? Dr John! Yes, let's go and see what story he has for us today. Hello, boys and girls. It's wonderful to be together again. And I want to say a special welcome to the boys and girls in Russia, because this is a story about a Russian boy. You know, America and Russia haven't always been very good friends. And there was a period quite a few years ago when I was a bit younger, where we almost had a war that would have destroyed the world. But there was a little boy whose name was Vasily. And I don't know whether he got teased because part of his name sounded silly, but he grew up very strong and he was a boy who could not be bullied. If I show you a photograph of him as a young man, you will see that he has a very strong face. He doesn't look like somebody who's going to be bullied. And as he got older and he became a, an important sailor, he still got that strong face. Well, he was in a submarine near America, at the bottom of the ocean, and he could not contact the people back in Russia because he was too deep. But he thought that a war was starting because the American boats were dropping bombs and trying to make the submarine come to the surface. They had been there for days. They were running out of oxygen. They were running out of water. It was getting very hot. And the captain of the boat said, I think there's war and I think we need to press the red button and fire off a missile and destroy all the people that we can in America. There was a problem. Vasily was the other person who had to give approval. Now, this is how it works in a nuclear submarine. And I've only got just toy locks. They had special locks and there were two of them. And I've got one for Jeremiah and one for Matthew. And this was the deal. When you had to open the, the box where the red button was, you both had to turn the keys within one second of each other. Let's have a go, boys. Go. And it worked. There's been no explosion, but you open it, press the button, and off goes the missile, or in this case, a torpedo. But Vasily said, no, I don't think the war has started. And I think if we press that button, there will be a war and we will be the cause of it. And I refuse to do it. And you know what? There were two other captains on the boat and they started to bully him. They threatened him. They said, unlock the key. Give us a key. He said, no, I won't. And the story goes from some of the sailors that they hit him and they punched him. He said, I will not give you my key. And you know, they finally had to come to the surface. And when they got to the surface and they opened up the top of the submarine and let in all the fresh air and they looked out, they discovered something. 
there wasn't a war. If he had have weakened and turned the key and pressed the button, we might not be here today because that one bomb could have destroyed a million people. You know, Jesus was bullied by Satan. Jesus hadn't eaten for weeks and weeks and weeks and Satan said, make some bread, show how powerful you are. And then he said, you jump off the building and I will worship and you will be the king, but I'll be the boss. And then he said, Jesus, all you do is bow down to me. And Jesus was so weak because he hadn't eaten. And he said, I will not be bullied. I have my father in heaven and you are the imposter. And he was terribly weak. He must have been terribly tempted, but he did not allow Satan to bully him. And because of that, you and I one day will meet Jesus and live with him in heaven. I'm looking forward to that. You? Absolutely. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can follow along with us. Sophie, can you please say a prayer for us before we commence our study? Dear Father, thank you for loving us so much. Help us to learn more about you and what you have done for us as we read our Bibles today. Be with the children who are watching us at home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sophie. Now, Mia, what did we study about last Sabbath? Elisha did a lot of miracles. He did, and through God. It was an amazing story last Sabbath. But today, we're going to continue studying about Elisha and one miracle in particular that happened to a man named Naaman. Let's read about it. Erin, can you please read 2 Kings 5.1? Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honourable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valour, but a leper. Mm, so Naaman had leprosy, and back in Bible times, it was an incurable skin disease that people died from. But today it can be cured with special medication. Now, the Syrians were constantly at war with Israel, and during one of the raids, they had taken with them a young Israelite girl. Now, can you show us where Syria was around, Damascus area? And they used to come down in raiding parties, and this particular time, they took a little girl back with them. Okay. The girl became a maid to Captain Naaman's wife. Caleb, can you please read 2 Kings 5.3? Then she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. Let's look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they shine on this verse. Caleb, can you please read that for us? The parents of the Hebrew maid, as they taught her of God, did not know the destiny that would be hers, but they were faithful to their trust, and in the home of the captain of the Syrian host, the child bore witness to the God whom she had learned to honour. Thank you, Caleb. So this young girl from Israel was a great witness for God, and she had faith that God's prophet Elisha would be able to heal Captain Naaman. When Captain Naaman finds out this hopeful news, he goes to the king of Syria 
to get permission to go to Israel and seek out Elisha. This the king of Syria granted. Let's see what Naaman does next. Abigail, can you please read 2 Kings 5, 6-7? Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised when this letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened, when the king of Israel read the letter, that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive, that this man sends a man to, to me to heal himself, him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. Mm. So when King Joram of Israel got that letter from the king of Syria, he was pretty upset because it demanded that King Joram heal Captain Naaman of leprosy. Deary me. But Elisha heard about this and sent a message to King Joram to send Naaman to him. Sophie, can you please read 2 Kings 5, 9 to 10? Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the river Jordan seven times, and your flesh will, shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Wow, the next verse tells us that Naaman was pretty angry that Elisha himself did not come out to speak to him, but sent his servant Gehazi instead. Naaman also thought it was beneath him to have to wash in the Jordan River, as apparently at that time the rivers in his country were more beautiful. So Naaman turned in a huff to go home, but a wise, brave servant of Naaman spoke up to him. Matthew, can you please read that in 2 Kings 5, 13 to 14? And his servant came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more than when he says to you, Wash and be clean. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And when he was cleaned... So Nahum decided to give it a try after all, and he was healed. God is so good. Mia, can you read 2 Kings 5, 15 to 16? And he returned to the man of God, he and all his aides, and came and stood before him. And he said, Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now therefore, please take a gift from your servant. But he said, as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. But he urged him to take it, but he refused. Mm. So Naaman acknowledged God before Elisha and in his thankfulness wanted to give him some gifts, but Elisha refused. You can't pay for a miracle from God. Mm. Time passed and the king of Syria wanted to make war with Israel, but twice his plans were ruined because God told Elisha, and Elisha warned the king of Israel. When the Syrian king found out what was happening, he was very angry and wanted to get rid of Elisha. He found out that Elisha was at Dothan. Arnie Cecily, can you please read 2 Kings 6, 14 to 15? Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, 
there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Mm, so the Syrian army surrounded the town of Dothan. Aaron, can you please read Second Kings 6, 16 to 17? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Mm. So Elisha wasn't worried about the Syrian army as he knew that the heavenly army was looking after him. He prayed and asked God to reveal to his servant the angels who were between them and the Syrian army protecting them. Let's go to our memory verse in Psalms 34, 7 and let's read that together. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. What a wonderful promise we can claim. Okay, let's go and see what those kings were getting up to. Let's look at the northern kingdom of Israel first. King Jehu had been anointed by God to remove all the Baal worship from the kingdom of Israel. What he did next was pretty gruesome. He killed King Joram of Israel, King Ahaziah of Judah, Ahab's wife Jezebel, and all the people associated with Baal worship. Even though Jehu did what God asked him to do, he still worshipped those golden calves that King Jehoram I had set up. When he died, his son Jehoahaz came to the throne. Can you show that to us, Aunty Cecily? The Bible tells us he was a wicked king. Let's now go over to Second Chronicles to see what is happening in Judah down in the south. Now, when Jehu killed Ahaziah, his mother became queen, but she got rid of all the heirs to the throne except for one. And we're going to read about that now. Caleb, can you please read Second Chronicles 22, 11? But Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being murdered and put him in a, put him and his nurse in a bedroom. So Jehoshabeth, the daughter of, the, of King Jerome, the wife of Jehodiah, and the priest, for she was the sister of Ahaziah, had hid from Ath. Athalia. Athalia, so that she did not kill him. Mm, a lot of tricky names there, Caleb. Well done. Baby Joash was rescued by his auntie, and she hid him and his nurse in the temple for six years. Abigail, can you please read Second Chronicles 24, 1-2. Joash was seven years old when he became king. He reigned for 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord all days of Jehoiada the priest. Mm. So Joash was just a young boy when he became king. Arnie Cecily, can you please show us that? Thank you. Wicked Queen Athalia was killed by her own soldiers. Jehoiada the priest helped Joash rule. One of the things that King Joash was known for was that he repaired the temple as it had been so neglected from the previous three monarchs. Now, we've discovered so far from our study that there was a lot of drama that went on with these kings. What do you think? Mm -hmm. yeah. There was a lot of disobedience and a lot of hate and death. 
Do you think way back here, way up the top there where King Saul was, when Israel demanded a king, that it was a good idea? No, it wasn't. God told them all this would happen, but they still demanded a king to rule them instead of God. I think we can learn from this experience and that we ask God to be the king and ruler over our heart. And then we can be like the little maid and share God with others. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we studied today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, as Auntie Nat said, you can get your own devotionals. Yes, you can download them free from our website at adaywiththeking.com. And Anna, we can't forget to tell the kids to check out Teddy's blog. We have some behind the scene photos of filming the program. Yes, and we also have some photos of Teddy going on his annual visit to the vet. We love to hear where around the world you're watching the program from, so drop us a line and let us know. Get a pen and write down our email address now, dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au. So, so hop online today. Thanks, Kate and Anna. Yes, boys and girls, we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you have any questions about our devotionals, you can send us an email. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to be studying about next week? Yes, yeah, sure. Next Sabbath, we are going to study about someone who runs away and is swallowed by something. Can you guess who that might be? Come back next week to find out. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse we learned in our Bible study today? Yes. You ready to say it all together, boys and girls? Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. That's a very powerful verse that we can claim when we're in trouble or tempted. Remember, there's power in the word. Mia, what did you learn about the king this week? The little maid showed great faith and trust in God. Yes, it mustn't have been easy for her to witness when she was a captive in a strange land. Auntie Nat, guess what time it is already? Oh, is it already time for us to sing our goodbye song? Yeah, I'm afraid it is. Oh, OK, kids, let's turn around and sing our blessing song to the children at home. about Jesus because he loves children. My favourite Bible story is David because how he trusted and had lots of faith in God through all the tough times. My favourite story is Ruth because she was brave to follow Naomi to a foreign town. 
You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.